0: Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast.
1: Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, a podcast where we take a nostalgic look at movies from different generational perspectives. And I'm your host, Peter, an 80s baby.
0: And I'm Mason. I'm a 90s baby.
1: And for those that missed it uh, on the first episode of Short Circuit, Mason is returning. Uh, Mason, you um, also
0: write for Real Dude Reviews. That's right, realdudereviews.com with uh, all your movie, game, and awesomeness news.
1: Yeah, and uh, you and I, we have talked, and you are open to coming uh, on as uh, as often as our schedules uh, will align, I guess you can say.
0: Yes, uh, open and open and hoping, fingers crossed. I would love to love to be on the show more.
1: Yeah, yeah, awesome. I, I think you bring a, a great insight from your generation, and um, so hopefully we can do a lot of uh, fun 80s and 90s movies that I can
0: introduce you to. I do need to uh, get that get my movie experience more into the 80s and 90s films, so definitely, I need your help. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I'm and I'm sure you'll probably have a list of your own of, of movies that you want to check out, and you know I'll try to cater around those and and uh, pick movies you know similar to that, uh, and and you know ones that I clearly want to cover that maybe uh, Phoenix isn't interested in doing, or ones that I'm like yeah you know maybe he's still not quite old enough to do yet <laughs> you know something like that sure. you know like uh, for, for a bad example Watchmen like I, I don't know if I can do that movie with him, um, it'd have to be you know someone that's not my own kid.
0: I have uh, such mixed feelings about Watchmen. Like I, on one hand, I thought it was—I thought I actually thought it was pretty solid. I know that a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was okay. On the other hand, I am not a huge Zack Snyder fan, so it's—it's it's like liking a Michael Bay movie. Uh, yeah. when, when I when I found myself enjoying Thirteen Hours, I was like, oh, I hate myself.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: so when I enjoyed Three Hundred and when I enjoyed Watchmen, I was like, ah, I shouldn't be doing this, but I like it. It's good. So. You know,
1: I, I I can see why people uh, weren't big fans of uh, that movie, uh, Watchmen. Um, but I wonder if a good portion of them were uh, fans of the source material, you know, the, the actual graphic novel. Uh, so that is something I'm not familiar with. Uh, so I, I thought it was a, a decent movie. You know, I didn't know too much about it. Uh, I did think it was a little long. Um, and that's yes, not a sure. that, that's that's not a pun or <laughs> anything uh, in regards to that movie. But, yeah, it's fun. You know, I, I do need to go back and rewatch it and just see how I feel about it, you know, on, on a rewatch. But uh, it's, it's something I do own. I own the Blu Ray, but it's not something I watch often.
0: So strangely, I I have I have not uh, read the Watchmen graphic novel. I did read the three hundred graphic novel, which is weird because Watchmen I think is way more popular as far as comics go. Hmm. Uh, so uh, I mean, as far as yeah, as far as I can tell, it was a great movie. But like yeah, like you said, that movie dragged in in places. It was nearly like three hours long
1: and see like when i watched it i actually uh watched it at the, the midnight showing when they were still doing that before they started doing earlier showings yeah now so, midnight is oof. like
0: 7 p.m showing
1: oh man yeah okay um so this movie came out in 1988 and uh You know, for uh, those that are maybe newer to the show and, um, you know, I want to explain this because this is your second appearance. So maybe, uh, you know, fans of yours are following you uh, onto this podcast. But uh, before we get into uh, the review of the movie, I'd like to go over, um, you know, some of the popular songs and movies that came out uh, in that year. So uh, Short Circuit 2, it came out in 1988. Uh, It's a comedy would you say a comedy adventure, maybe, or just a just a straight comedy? A
0: comedy adventure works. I mean, when you're exploring comedy. the city. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. You know, I wouldn't even say sci-fi this part. I mean, it is it is an artificial intelligence robot, but but it doesn't ne- nearly focus on the on the ethics of a robot thinking as much as the first one did. This one's just right. like, oh, it's a robot, it's funny, and watch him go explore.
1: Okay, so. all right, so, so let's go with that comedy uh, adventure, maybe. Uh, it's directed by a Kenneth Johnson. Uh, this one stars uh, Fisher Stevens, who returns uh, as Benjamin. We got uh, Michael McKeon, who uh, maybe you know, people from your ger- generation may recognize him uh, as uh, Saul's brother in uh, Better Call Saul. Oh really? That's him. That's him. Yeah. That's oh, Michael McKay. I,
0: I hated him in Better Call Saul. Oh yeah, not, not, not because he's a bad actor, but because <laughs> you know the character.
1: Because of his character, and we'll leave it at that because it's kind of spoilery. But, oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he's a great actor. He's he um he had a couple episodes that he appeared on on Smallville, uh, and he's also like one of those um uh, actors that uh, Christopher Guest likes to use for for his movies. You know, like uh, Best in Show and um. the mighty wind and things like that so he's a very he's a very good actor uh a big fan of his actually so uh, he's in here cynthia gibb plays um well i'm sorry uh michael mckean plays fred or frederick you know he's called both and sandy is played by cynthia gibb uh tim blaney returns as the the voice of johnny five and that's pretty much it right well kind of
0: all the big players
1: basically and well no hold on is tim blaney the voice or is that oscar I, I might be mixing it up tim blaney is the voice that's right okay of johnny five yes okay. yes okay um yeah let's let me throw in some of the bad guys too because they do kind of have uh, more than a few uh scenes we got uh, jack weston who's uh who plays oscar um do you think we should talk about well no we'll, we'll wait for the review i'm actually i'm introducing the movie right now um and then the two bad guys, I guess David Hemblin and Don Lake. Uh, Ali Sheedy has a small, small cameo, just voicing, uncredited there. Okay, so uh, movies from nineteen ninety. No, no, I'm sorry, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, let me tell me if you recognize any of these movies. Okay. All right, hit me. Young Guns. Nope. Land Before Time. The cartoon. Yes.
0: Oh god, that movie made me cry when I first saw it. Yes, it I saw made, it. Yeah, made everybody cry. Uh, yeah. Willow, no, Scrooge. Yes, who hasn't seen Scrooge? If you haven't seen Scrooge, then you you are not a movie fan. Uh, I here. I think I think Alicia has not seen Scrooge. Uh, don't get me started on Alicia. <laughs> Alicia has not seen a lot of movies that she needs to see. Yeah, I know this. Um, <laughs> uh, how it makes about... me so mad sometimes?
1: <laughs> Beetlejuice. Yes, Michael okay. Keaton at his finest. Uh, the Naked Gun.
0: Yes. The first Die Hard. Of course. Twins. Yep. Uh, I I actually have not seen Twins, but uh, I'm interested to see how Danny DeVito works with Schwarzenegger, so I have to see that at some point.
1: Well, that's one of at least two movies that they've done together. They also uh, did yeah, they Junior. junior. Yeah, yeah. I
0: saw I've seen Junior. I was not Yikes. a fan of Junior. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was rough. Twins uh
1: Twins I believe was a little bit more well received and just looking at the box office here, uh, it was number 5 of that year, uh Twins as far as total gross. Wow. So, um uh the one, the movies that came before it, uh Big Wait, did I, what did I say Twins was 5?
0: Yeah, number 5, okay. n- number 5 so, in the box office. That year, right. Yeah.
1: So 5 was Twins, 4 was Big. Loved big. big okay. Big. Three, Coming to America.
0: Coming to America. Eddie Murphy. Probably, yep. That was probably like the peak of Eddie murphy
1: Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. I mean, probably my favorite comedy of all time. Uh, it's just a super hilarious movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two was Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
0: I have seen that. I can't remember too much of it, except that my mom didn't want me to watch it.
1: That's all I can remember. Well, you know, it definitely had some jokes for, for the adults, and that's probably what it is. Uh, you know, um, yeah, so we'll leave it at that because maybe, maybe that's one that we might do. Who knows? Sure. And, uh, the number one movie of that year was Rain
0: Man. You're going to hate me. I have not <laughs> seen Rain Man. That's okay. Of all those movies that I have seen, I have not seen probably the best one of them all. Ray-
1: Rain Man was, re- um, it, it was really good. It was, uh, really sweet. Um, I've, I'm trying to think if I've seen, uh, Dustin Hoffman play a role like kind of like that. Uh, I guess the only time I've seen him kind of like Rain Man was when he was in Dick Tracy. Have you seen that? No, no, it's you know based on the comics, and he plays a, a guy named Mumbles, and so you know he mumbles, doesn't really talk. So Rain Man kind of does that, uh, where he's autistic and uh, really smart. Um, I, I don't think I cared too much for tom cruise in that movie but it's it's good it's a good movie uh it's not one of my favorites not one i grew up with and i watched it i'm like okay i can see why this one best picture maybe i i forgot what it won but um it got it was well received you know number one that year so Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, yeah i've heard great things it's it's on my very it's on my ever expanding list
1: yeah okay, and uh the number one song at that time was a song called "The Flame by Cheap Tricks. Now I'm one of those guys that is better if I heard it, and so just by the title alone, I have no idea what that is.:
0: Yeah, me neither, but I mean, okay. I know cheap tricks so I, I mean I, kind of like you, I assume that if I heard it, I'd probably recognize it.
1: are they like a like a rock band or are they more like poppy cheap tricks
0: yeah uh, no they're more they're more
1: rockish. Okay, uh, the song that was number one before it is actually one of my favorites is uh, Michael Jackson's "Dirty Diana." Haven't heard of that one. "Dirty have. Diana"? No, yeah. I've not
0: heard of that one. I, it, I mean, I've heard of Michael Jackson, of course. But sure, sure.
1: About. Yeah, check it out. Uh, "Dirty Diana." It's got a it's got a mean um, uh, guitar solo in it. You know, the the music video he it's it's actually like a live performance uh, at a concert. It's a really good song. Um, <laughs> I I think it's a very good stripper song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you will okay, have to I'll, hear it. keep you, that in mind.
1: You'll have to hear it and then you think, well, the song is called Dirty Diana and um uh, I I was once at a gentleman's club and this song came on and and uh I I think it was a very good song for for this girl that came out and uh I was like, you know, Dirty Diana is actually a pretty decent stripper song. I never looked at it that way.
0: You know, I I've gone through the entire college experience. I was even part of a fraternity for a while. The one thing that I've never done, I've what? never gone to a strip club. Wow. I, I guess I guess that's something I've, I've got to. I've, if I ever come to Oregon, I, I will find there <laughs> to be like, hey, awaken me to this experience. Well, the Oregon would be a
1: good place to choose because uh, apparently we're one of the um, places that has many of uh, gentlemen's club. Uh, really? along, okay. Yeah, along with uh, what are we known for? We're known for gentlemen's clubs the, the and ducks. well, the ducks. But I'm trying to think of like uh, you know like places. Um, Like gentlemen's Club, they say we have a lot of a lot of coffee shops, but I guess a lot of places have coffee shops now. Uh, (laughs) Oh, well, dispensaries, I guess. I don't know. Well, that's newer, but I don't know a lot of things. But um, okay, so for everyone's been waiting to hear uh, about Short Circuit 2, you know, this movie uh, is definitely one that I uh, grew up watching. Uh, a fan of both 1 and 2, and uh, I will reserve my opinions of wh- which uh, I thought was better towards the end of this review. But uh, this was your first uh, uh, first watch of it, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so let's talk about uh, some of the characters and uh, get to know them a little bit. So you and I talked uh, off mic, but uh, Benjamin Returns, and I questioned, I asked you, it was like, hey, did, did they change his last name? And you did kind of, you, you looked up yourself that, yeah, they, they did change it uh, in this yeah, one. Yeah, it was
0: something re- really hard to say. Like, even even just seeing it on a page, I had trouble pronouncing it.
1: Yeah, and it's really funny because now his name is Benjamin Jarvie, uh, and I've always known it to be that. So when you and I reviewed the first movie and I saw the credits, I didn't even say his last name, but I looked at it and go, that, that doesn't look like the way I remember it being pronounced. So uh, so that is interesting. They probably did change it just because he is basically the the, uh, the main character in this now, um, which is kind of weird, and, and I'm sure we'll get into it. Michael McKean uh, plays Fred Ritter, and mm. I feel like he's got more scenes than Fisher Stevens, but, or, or would you say they're about the same?
0: No, I, I would actually totally agree with you. Fisher Stevens had more, which I, I actually didn't, didn't really like because, I mean, Fisher Stevens, he's a – or not Fisher Stevens. Sorry, that's Ben um but i mean he's a con man right so right. and he's and he's constantly trying to screw over ben and uh johnny so i i kind of feel i felt i felt uh robbed because ben was so much cuter and <laughs> with the robot and the chemistry was so much better and here's fred just trying to screw him over at every turn i was like come on give me more, give me more cuteness
1: yeah and but, and and we're already familiar with Ben and Johnny five from the first movie. Like what, why are Mm. we seeing this? But, but I I guess we can kind of, you know, I kind of get it, you know, Fred goes on, you know, he has a story arc of his own. And the one thing I didn't remember was that, that, um, Fred and Benjamin actually met at the beginning of this movie. I thought they were friends already. So that's one thing that I kind of had forgotten since I've you know seen this growing up. So, uh, you know, the movie started out and they're both selling things. You know, Fred, is a, you know, you said he's kind of a con man, salesman, a watch salesman. And he's, you know, um, he's got his area staged right next to Ben, who is selling miniature versions of Johnny Five. You know, so that's where we're seeing Ben now. And it's crazy because he's still working
0: out of like a Nova truck. Did you catch yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. So when, uh, Sandy first comes by and he's like, oh, yeah, the, the, we're, we're based right over there in my base of operations. Also where I sleep, eat and uh, other things.
1: Yeah. So that's funny that he's working out of a Nova truck. So they gave that to him after he was separated from from service or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. But, I
0: didn't get that either. Was he fired or did he leave? or how did
1: that work? I don't recall i mean i know that he kind of gave um fred a backstory you know when johnny five first uh, uh, i think when he first arrived and i don't think he said why why he left but clearly everybody knows who he is you know the mm-hmm. the, the, the one part where uh you know i'm spoiling this a little bit but fred tries to sell johnny five and uh, everyone's all like oh B- benjamin jarvey you know created him like oh yeah he worked for nova so he's he's a well-known name um and I thought it was it was interesting to kind of bring back. Uh, oh, and I I understand you know they probably couldn't get Ali Sheedy or Steve Gutenberg from the first movie, so they go with the other guy that was kind of in this movie, you know Ben. But it's just funny because we mentioned in the first podcast that Ben is played by Fisher Stevens, who is a Caucasian man. You know, and here he is again playing an Indian man, and again, for the longest time uh, for the better part of my life, I did not know Fisher Stevens was a white man. I did know he was a white man I just did I just thought they were two different people like he played them so well.
0: that would not fly today and no in, in today's pc culture there would be there would be riots in the streets
1: well there there are riots in the streets for the very same things now did you see who is going to be playing Michael Jackson in like an upcoming I don't know what?
0: I didn't even know they're making a Michael Jackson movie. No, who's who's playing MJ?
1: One of the Fiennes brother, the younger one, jo- Joseph Fiennes.
0: The, uh, the oh, you mean the uh, is it Fiennes or Phineas? Like the the, the guy who played Voldemort, like Ralph Ralph Fiennes. And... Yeah,
1: I th- I think it's the 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 brother.
0: I, mean, I, I the, don't know.
1: I don't think it's the older one that's playing him.
0: Joseph is the one that's coming out in that new movie, uh, Risen, right? The 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 one about the oh, soldier gosh. and Jesus
1: you'd probably know better than me since you're probably more on the current movies but probably uh, huh. it's, it's not Voldemort that's playing him it's 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 his brother that was in uh, like Shakespeare in love uh, hmm. unless, unless I'm getting that wrong but that's uh, p- people are like um yeah but he's white <laughs> okay. but and, and like his defense was like well uh, the, the point that I'm playing Michael Jackson is when he was like my skin color
0: yeah that's interesting though uh, when you think about it how could how could anyone win in that situation? Because he was black and then he was white. Right. So if you cast a black guy, then he's gonna have to put on white face. If you cast a white guy, he's got to put on black face. That's not gonna go well either way.
1: Yeah, it's it's really weird because there was a a movie that I had not seen called Man in the Mirror, and mm-hmm. uh, I feel bad because I I don't remember the uh, the actor's name, but the actor that played him is a like a like a like a black guy like you can tell he's not even light-skinned black he's black black he's black black and um in this movie like at the point when he plays the Michael Jackson that went light-skinned did they just put like powder on his face and it just looked terrible (laughs) I'm like really you guys couldn't even try like just makeup like you just put powder on his face so that was pretty terrible and I'm sure the production really stunk you know as far as they probably had no money or nothing and it's just kind of weird because it's like it was um, a Michael Jackson movie, and they happened to title it like one of his best songs ever, "Man in the Mirror." You know, so yeah, that's that's too bad. And I don't think I'm missing anything, but if I'm wrong, I, I would like a listener to tell me so, and I will check out "Man in the Mirror." So um, let's see, Cynthia Gibb kind of uh, replaces the the love interest. Uh, she plays uh, Sandy Banatoni, and she is a uh, like a like a product. Purchaser kind of thing. She's only been working at this yeah like company for like two months, I think.
0: Yeah, she searches for new hot and, and her boss wants high tech toys, uh, like super super high tech. And she sees those, the little Johnny Fives. She's like, oh, that's great.
1: Uh, let's talk about the beginning. You kind of just mentioned it, where she actually uh, finds uh, this Johnny Five uh, as the opening credit. One of Ben's robots. He gets loose from the crowd and goes off on his own what did you take of this because it's like well these are uh, as far as i know they're not remote controlled because we don't see ben with a controller but one of them gets loose and starts you know he he ends up at the mall and just running around everywhere like what did you think
0: about that as far as getting to sandy i thought i was just a, a uh Kind of like Star Wars, like a number of just giant coincidences that uh, just goes from here and here. And it, I mean, it should, in, in all honestly, the thing, the, the thing should have been crushed in like five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 New York and a bit on a busy afternoon. But uh, uh, I mean, it was it was co- It was cute in the in the prompts department. I mean, they didn't skimp, especially for that time. They're still still making great stuff. Uh, so I thought, I mean, I thought it was an interesting scene, if nothing else. I mean, despite the gaps in logic <laughs>
1: yeah no i i totally agree with that i thought it was very interesting and also in the sense that it kind of um it kind of kind of retells us what happened in the first movie right uh number five was with the group of his robots and he became alive and just wandered off on his own you know so it so that's kind of like how i took it like on this rewatch and i never looked at it that way growing up and as a kid i'm just like that's interesting like it's it's almost like this one Robot is alive on its own, and you just happened to wander off. Um, and hey, I would buy one. Ben is selling those for 1995. Um, yeah, but in 1988, probably like it was probably like fifty bucks to uh, to us now.
0: Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, that when Sandy when Sandy does she follows the robot to to Ben that first time, and she's like, "Hey, how long would it take you to make a thousand uh, a thousand of these?" And he says, "Oh, I can I can get it by September." In 93, and when he and that's supposed to be like a big gag moment. Right. I didn't get it because I was like, oh, 93, that, that, no time at all. You know, that's when I was born. And I was like, wait, this movie was made in the 80s. So it's <laughs> probably like 10 years from when this movie was made. So it took me a second. And, and again, my, uh, my 90s baby side coming out.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So um, 93, uh, so if, if this movie took place the time it actually came out, so it was 88, that would be like five years away. So, uh, yeah, I thought that, I thought that was pretty pretty funny. So I I, I guess it's kind of summertime ish, maybe that towards the end of the summer, because she had thirty days, and when he said October, she's like, oh great, you know, like, like that kind of works in their timeline. So it might be like a late summer, early fall, yeah ish. Okay, um, so we get this scene uh, with a uh, Oscar. So he is a bad guy, but we don't know it quite yet. He is. It looks like he's on his lunch break or something, and. Um, he's watching the arrival of I, I don't know who this guy is but he shows up in like a limo he's escorted with with guys with uh no body armor whatsoever but they're carrying like some kind of weapons so this guy has something that's kind of important and and valuable but uh it's a it's a briefcase full of like diamonds i, I don't know if they're rare or what but it belongs to some kind of collection and he puts it like in this vault in this in this uh at the bottom of this is it a bank yeah Okay, so Oscar is watching all of this, and apparently he's a banker from, like, across the street, but somehow he gets, like, down to where the vault is, too, and kind of watches all of this happen. Uh, kind of weird, but but we get that. What did you think about these, uh, these jewels and this subplot?
0: Um, that was actually the one part I didn't really enjoy of the film. I, I enjoyed the kind of the Home Alone-esque moments where Johnny's fighting the thieves and, and uncovering the, the, the plot. So to speak, but as far as the, the focus on like yeah they're trying to get the like the banker turns out to be evil and then his two stooges you know are trying to tunnel through in this warehouse all the whole time I just thought it was kind of like a waste of time like give give me more Johnny because Johnny's adorable and give me more you know Ben trying to uh, flirt with flirt with Sandy that that was definitely more entertaining than yeah these one dimensional characters.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they were thinking like, well, you know, in the first movie, we had Nova, you know, they were kind of the bad guys uh, that they try to turn, you know, these um, uh, machines into, you know, weapons of mass destruction. And so in this one, they're like, yeah, you know, we kind of need a bad guy, too. So maybe that's why they went with that. But I I think I agree with you that I would probably have preferred, you know, the whole fish out of water thing, you know, him being in the big city now, uh, Mm. as as opposed to uh, Montana. So um, we get the arrival of Johnny Five. He comes in a really big crate. It gets sh- uh, shipped over to the warehouse where uh, Ben and Fred uh, they acquire this this building for a month to mass produce a uh, little more more of little Johnny Five. Uh, I don't know, robots replicas. or action figures. Yeah, replicas. Um, but uh, Stephanie from the first movie, she sends him because I guess what we're supposed to get out of this and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Ben probably reached out to Newton and Stephanie was like, hey, I can use some help on building these machines. And they're like, we'll just send Johnny five to help you kind of thing.
0: Yeah, um, they don't they don't explain it too great, except with that, with a little bit of voiceover. But yeah, Ben's obviously in kind of a precarious position living out of a van. Uh, and since he made Johnny five, I guess they, they thought it was only proper to be like, OK, we'll just send. This uh, what what was once a nuclear deterrent, eleven million dollar <laughs> robot over to help him make little toys. Why not?
1: Yeah, and when when we do see Johnny Five, he's got some stickers on him, including a Nike sticker. Sticker. Do you think yeah. that's product placement? Perhaps. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I did forget those um, because they do disappear like right after we first see him too. Like, okay, what happened to those stickers? Um, oh, I
0: didn't notice that. I didn't notice the stickers. Stickers went missing.
1: I, I, I think so. I, I think the, the, they do disappear uh, afterwards. I'm not sure if it was after he encounters the Los Locos, which we'll get there to. Uh, to uh, that could be it. Um, <laughs> Alright, so we get uh, a scene that um, Johnny is himself working on these machines putting them together these little robots and you know fred sitting on the couch like reading the newspaper just completely taking advantage of him and you mentioned it he's kind of a douchebag right this guy's just kind of a con artist taking advantage of people
0: yeah he could have been the main villain. like we could we could have gotten rid of the bank robbers he could have been the main villain, you know like try to try to take uh johnny and then maybe and then towards the back half of the movie we can still have that character development where he, where he turns out to not be such a bad guy. And he's like, okay, I was, I was an asshole. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I could have dealt with that more.
1: Oh, okay. I, I like, I like that actually, you know, because, because when, when we first meet him, they're not friends, they're just meeting. And you already know yeah. that, uh, Fred is trying to swindle him, you know, like, uh, he, he tries to make himself partner and, and split it 50, 50. Yeah. Know? He,
0: he's just like speaking for, on Ben's behalf. Cause Ben, poor is so nervous around the girl.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, okay so we see Johnny five realizes that he's actually in the city I, I think uh, Fred mentioned something and and kind of um, let that slip so yeah. uh, he goes out into town and I, I like this line because I wrote it down uh, Johnny five is walking around or I'll just say walking around, but he's not actually walking Mm. around. But he's downtown, and he's like, wow, it's like Montana, but vertical. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty funny line, you know, buildings, obviously, whereas Montana is probably flat. Um, And then he saw a couple – not skaters but punk rockers i guess with like mohawks and he called them like human uh, porcupines. porcupines yeah yeah and then he runs into those los locos
0: los locos kick your ass los locos kick your face los locos kick your balls into outer space well i think i gotta walk on this kind of like sucker push on the window push push man uh i'll unlock Whoa! it Whoa! it's a drawing is it a cop man no 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 man i've seen that shit before i've seen it too it's a it's a um a, a mitsubishi not mitsubishi m johnny five he's talking man
1: so those guys i remember uh as a kid and uh, i didn't take spanish but i'm pretty sure it means the crazies um and i thought that was a pretty funny scene what do you think about those guys
0: I liked how uh, he kind of got the the very traditional New York experience. Like first, you're blown away by the shock and awe of it, and then you actually like, and then you actually meet the people. And I mean, <laughs> New Yorkers are. I mean, no offense to any New Yorkers listening to the show, but you guys are tough. You guys are on a whole different level from the rest of the U.S. and probably. I think, the world.
1: I think they know that and own up to that too.
0: Yeah, so it's a little little intense. And I, I mean, Johnny Five, you know he's a big sweetheart, so s- seeing him interact with these like really really hardcore. You know, kind of gangster like people. It's kind of, kind of, yeah, that was that was funny. The,
1: the the main guy was a little cringeworthy in his delivery, but uh, there's that the, that one actor where uh, w- one of the Los Locos. He's like in everything. Anytime you need a bad guy, he's in uh, in, in that role. He's the one that actually uh, like goes into the car to remove the radio after uh, while they're all talking to Johnny Five. So basically, these guys they con uh, Johnny Five into. Uh, opening all these cars in this alley and taking out the radio, claiming that they are part of, like, the Department of Radio Cleaning or something like that. Uh, I don't remember. So, yeah, he's still gullible, you know, believes everything they said, and they were trying to play, uh, they, they were trying to uh, make him feel sorry for them. Like, oh, you know, we got all these cars to do. We don't even get to go to a home to our families and babies. And it, it was just a, a pretty funny line. Um, but, um yeah, they uh they we cut to like Johnny 5 all spray-painted uh spray-painted spray on. They they graffitied him and he's got like a leather ja- uh, leather vest on and everything. What do yeah, you think of like, that?
0: He's grunge Johnny. No, I like that. I thought I thought it was kind of cool to see him uh oh, it, it was like that movie uh it was like that movie Chappie where the robot kind of meets meets those two like like gangsterish people and he's oh, like, oh, he's like I shut up. I'm try, I'm being cool. Oh, okay. uh, it, it's like a cute moment. But yeah, same thing. Like Johnny, you know, he's like he's trying to fit in with his new hombres, you know. So, right. I mean, it's like what any what any kid would do. You you want to be part of the cool kids, so you you dress like them, you walk like them, and yeah. That, that, I mean, that was that was that was a very human moment from Johnny.
1: Yeah, you 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 just made a really good uh, or brought up a really interesting insight there that that you know a kid. You know, uh, as far as we know, we, well, I mean, how much time has actually passed? Has it been, like, what, two years or something since the first movie, I think? And so if we look at it in real time, Johnny Five is actually still, like, a toddler. He just happens mm-hmm. to be able to read and intake input, you know, at uh, a faster rate than a normal human being. So though he is really smart, like, life-wise, he's actually still very young, you know, immature, uh, some would say. So, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, good point there.
0: It's um, funny you mentioned input. That, that part when he's in the bookstore... And he's flipping through all the flipping through all the books, and then Fred takes him and He's like, "Yo, you you can't be in there." He's, but he's like, "No, I've learned, I've I've taken in so much input: uh, math, uh, astronomy, uh, he lists up uh, and like philosophy, like all these big important things. And then he's also also aerobics, <laughs> just, just to kind of like throw that into all the. I, I love how he just takes in all information with the with the same uh, the same gravity. Like a, like Einstein's theory of relativity is as important as like Kim Kardashian's new <laughs> fashion line or something it
1: right the, yeah that, that's actually pretty funny I, didn't he watch like aerobics also in the first movie i mean i know he watched uh, you know some tv and stuff like that but mm-hmm. that'd be kind of funny if like yeah it's, it's still input he's still learning so learning is learning um all right so uh, johnny five meets oscar and because you know he's lost and he's still like tatted up i, I guess you can say um and oscar helps him uh, over back to the building so this whole time while ben and fred are uh you know inside this warehouse there's actually two guys that are working below you know trying to like i I guess dig a tunnel to to get under this uh bank so that way they can get through the vault and steal these diamonds um this subplot is just like i mean you, you already said you could done without and for me it's just extremely thin because the character of oscar we don't we don't know what his motivations are we learned that he's a banker so he says but like why does he want to rip off these diamonds like that's a pretty big deal you know like uh, are you struggling hard like we, we don't know anything <laughs> about this guy or the guys that are working for him
0: it's like when Kanye West said hey I'm broke but by <laughs> broke he means I put in 150 million dollars into fashion it's not paying out I still have like three billion dollars back home uh, I mean, I, I think I'm thinking, no, I don't think the guy's on hard times. He's obviously got some influence in crime and he's a banker, so he's definitely not starving. Mm. I mean, he, he he saw something he wanted and he's like, hey, I'm going to going to take it. But yeah, it was it was just kind of it, it just dragged.
1: Yeah. Uh, would you think about the, the I think what three different times that they tried to um, break in and attack, you know, like Johnny Five and Ben and Fred and stuff like that?
0: See, those were the parts I actually liked uh, with, with the criminals uh, because it it was very, it, I said earlier, it was very home alone esque, where okay. Johnny set up these these uh, these big old traps uh, that were kind of cute and quirky, even though they were you know fighting crime, and they, and even Johnny himself would like uh, deal out some fisticuffs, which is cool.
1: Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it though. Um, you know, then bringing back uh, turning his eyes red. You know, when he's like mm-hmm. when he changes mode to like you know security mode kind of thing. Uh, which you know, I, I got. Uh, I, I forgot to bring up, but one of the things that they did change on Johnny Five is that they uh, converted his laser pack or whatever into like a basically a toolbox.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, and the laser pack was the thing that every that Nova was after the whole time.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: in the last movie, I didn't think of that.
1: So yeah, it's pretty cool. Apparently, there's some kind of plunger in there now that <laughs> that uh, he, he uses to launch and, and swing from and. Uh, he puts his books back in there, so yeah, very many uses instead of a a, a laser pack. Now um, oh, he's got a hang glider too. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a little bit of everything. Probably an umbrella. It's kind of like a Mary Poppins' suitcase.
0: I was going to think of Inspector Gadget.
1: Oh, that that works too. Yeah. That's probably a better analogy because they're both kind of robotic. So we talked a little bit about Johnny five struggling in the real world. Um, uh, you know, hashtag New York. That's it's not, it's not easy. <laughs> I mean, he's coming from Montana. Come on. You know, that's, that's a big adjustment yeah. there. Uh, let's talk about, um, I, I think this is one of your favorite scenes here. Uh, Ben's date with uh, Sandy. Yeah. And, that's uh, B- Ben is so shy and he doesn't have any experience with women. Um, they come up with this plan that Johnny five would, uh, uh, Manage this teleprompter kind of thing, you know, uh, and he you would feed. In distance. Yeah, 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 and and uh, he would feed Ben these lines to say to Sandy, but he keeps like screwing up.
0: You know, this this scene was great because it, it had the best of both characters. It, it had Ben in his nervous adorableness, but it and it had Johnny in his his wanting to help, but also being very adept with all his his cool technology and everything, and trying his best to help help his friend. So it it had all the right parts of the of the two characters. I thought that was great. And uh, Sandy herself, I forget the actress's name, uh, but Sandy herself also had a had a, a couple of fun lines with the, when she was deciphering the Spanish that he said. Oh, right, <laughs> uh, that that was cute.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I I do like how uh, yeah, it just keeps going wrong. Uh, for Ben at first, you know, where the uh, the, the cat jumps on Johnny five's head. So he screws up with the reception. And then this man's like pushing a popcorn cart with <laughs> yeah. a bunch of balloons. Uh, but yeah, uh, it ultimately, like, you know, he comes out to Sandy and is like, oh, you know, my friend's been feeding me lines. And, um, you know, th- this scene, it shows that a, a geeky guy can get the girl. So, yeah, it was, it was a very sweet moment. Um, Cindy
0: took him out, too. I mean, he didn't get back till the middle of the day. She, I mean, oh, geez. Oh, yeah,
1: right. Yeah. The, the next morning.
0: Yeah, she's she's probably bad news for him when you think about it. A girl, <laughs> girl who parties till, like, noon the next day, you got to watch out for man.
1: Got to watch out. Those are the ones to look out for. Uh, they go to some kind of, like, nearby cafe, and they play this, like, music game with a jukebox. So I guess they were taking turns, like, okay, guess what song this is. So that's foreshadowing people
0: because of the jailbreak scene <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I wasn't sure that silence <laughs> <Okay>. for. <before. laughs> no no
1: problem i wasn't sure if you can add to it uh so let's talk about uh ben and fred getting kidnapped by uh tweedle d and tweedle you know that <laughs> that worked for oscar um they they take those two ben and fred to uh, a chinese restaurant throw them in the uh fridge and I don't I don't know what day it is, but they're like, oh, don't worry, you'll be let out on Monday. So I don't know if the Chinese restaurants closed for the weekend. It's, I did
0: I can't I don't know. Kind of weird. I guess they're saying the Chinese can't work on weekends. They're racist. I guess not. Yeah. Also, wouldn't work in today's PC culture.
1: Yeah, I I want to say there was a there was a line at um, oh yeah yeah yeah. It, it's when it's when Ben goes to visit Sandy at her job, and uh, she was trying to tell her boss like, oh, don't worry, you know this guy, he's like. To, all business and you know you, you can count on him we'll get the toys that that kind of talk and then like ben shows up and he like he's like <clears throat> you know he's like i'm here kind of thing and she turns around and she's like oh it's the delivery boy hold on you know and like <coughs> leaves with ben and i was just like did she really just call him that like not only do you got a white man playing ben benjamin and, and, and now you got a line where Sandy's like oh that's that's the delivery boy like what <laughs> did Did you you watch that
0: uh yeah it kind of makes you know i I mean indian stereotypes well stereotypes in film in general are are still a huge deal today we're only like just addressing them now Mm -hmm. but uh, okay in in your opinion what are what are like the top three indian stereotypes in film so so Uh, we so we have like service worker we have like we have delivery boy the uh,
1: the head nod the side to side head nod head bob head bobble
0: like, yeah, that. like the like the night like the Roxbury guys, like the uh, what is
1: n- that? No. Well, not not quite that, but li- li- literally like a bobblehead. Do you know Russell Peters? He's a a uh, Indian Canadian uh, comedian.
0: No, I'm not familiar.
1: Yeah, he's super hilarious. He does a lot of jokes about Asians and Indians, uh, which I guess Indians can be called Asians too. But I'm not going to get into that talk. But anyway, he <laughs> he he always imitates his father and does like the the bobblehead kind of thing and actually i think ben himself actually does it sometimes too but it's it's a thing yeah Yeah, when when they talk it's almost kind of like a like a head shake you know for us perhaps but they they kind of bobble their head side to side so that's a stereotype but i don't know if it's a stereotype if they actually do do it but um uh, aziz i can never say his last name and sorry aziz yeah okay okay so i just started i'm I'm behind but i just started watching uh, masters of none
0: Oh yeah, that's a great show.
1: Okay, like so that. his his dad does it, the the, mm-hmm. the the head bobble.
0: See, what I was thinking is that Ben bent the top three stereotypes I can think of of Indians in film is, you know, like the accent, right, uh, or the tech guy, or yeah, like a service guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, this guy got hit with all three in the same movie. Like, I mean, he he was he was the tech guy because he he built all the little toys in uh, Johnny. I mean, yeah, the like oh yeah, here comes here comes the. Here comes the worker boy, and uh, yeah, he's he's got the accent, even though he's a completely completely white guy. The
1: the only thing missing was if he was working part time as a taxi driver,
0: yeah, or like a convenience yeah. store guy.
1: Exactly, there you go. So there, yeah, there's more that I hadn't even thought of. I actually thought that you meant more of like physical traits as far as stereotypes. I, I didn't know like uh, occupation. So, but yeah, a, well, a, a I mean, lot uh,
0: that works too. I mean, I mean, the uh, way of speech can count as physical. I mean.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. And uh, recently, we got one in Deadpool.
0: Yes. <laughs> Although that that was that was a tour. That, that guy was great.
1: It was it was pretty good. It was it was a pretty good uh, relationship uh, between those two.
0: That was one of my favorite scenes where where he kidnaps spoilers. He kidnaps <laughs> his cousin, and it's like I'm so I never said to do that. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good scene.
1: Um. All right. So let's see here. Let's talk about the Oscar taking advantage of Johnny Five. He uh he he basically makes him do the ta- yeah the he tunnel. talks yeah he talks him into uh, digging the tunnel to kind of help expedite getting into the um to that. Um. Well, I mean it, it's definitely a shaggy move. So I, I think you'd agree with that.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
1: Just I, I guess it's just more of like Johnny Five being kind of kind of easily persuaded. But you know, to be fair, Oscar has been like really playing up the friendly card. You know, and uh, Johnny Five just has no reason to think of him otherwise.
0: Yeah, for a guy that's desperately searching for friends. I mean, OK, here's this big guy who's very friendly and uh, offers his help. And then when he asks for help in return, I mean, yeah, you're not going to say no. Yeah, I, I just I felt so bad when when he's digging the tunnel for Oscar later. And, uh, and Oscar says, like, people look at me like a machine and... Johnny comes over and he's like, oh, I feel you, bro, and just like puts, <laughs> yeah. his, puts yeah. his little claws on him.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, oh, come here, come here, like like a little hug, too. Yeah, yeah. a little robot hug. So, uh, Ben and Fred are stuck in this fridge, and uh, Fred has the idea to hook up this I don't know, like a Palm Pilot before it was a, there was a Palm Pilot? 88, I don't know. man. I
0: thought it was a calculator. And then he was to up a the two. phone lines. Like, yeah. Okay, whatever.
1: So basically, it looks like a calculator with some kind of GPS dongle before that even existed. Uh, or Bluetooth slash GPS thing. Uh, and connected that to to the wiring of the telephone inside the fridge. Which is kind of weird. You have a phone inside the fridge. But anyway. They uh, use Morse code. Well, no, they don't use Morse code. They can use the tones of the keys to play music. Because remember, yes. Sandy and Ben, they they know music, and so that's how he uh, told Sandy to where to find them. You know, giving them directions downtown, Broadway, uh, and Do Wah Diddy. That song was Do Wah's Chinese.
0: So, yeah, and uh, and say, Rescue Me, Rhonda. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh,
1: help me, Rhonda. Wait. Yeah. Help me, help Rhonda. Me. Okay, yeah. that was it. Okay. Yeah, that that one's by uh, the the Beatles. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, "Help Me Rhonda." I think, uh, yeah, I think "Help Me Rhonda" was the Beach Boys. "Help" is by the Beatles. Yes, "Help" is by the Beatles. Um, so while Fred and Ben are still in the fridge, um, the cops. Oh no no okay so they escape they they get rescued, and then we get the attack on Johnny Five. So I I have my notes uh, out of order. What did you yeah. think about that when they jumped Johnny five from behind?
0: That, that broke my heart. That was like the part when, uh, the iron giant, you know, gets blown up by a bomb and, and he falls the pieces. I was like, Oh, come on. He, he's done nothing but help you guys. And you guys have been total jerks.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was yeah. pretty brutal. I, I actually did get a little cheery eyed and I think it's just cause I grew up with, you know, watching, watching, uh, these two movies and just uh, being a fan of Johnny five, um, sure. But it is pretty brutal. They they come at him with crowbars. They're bashing his eyes. It's it's a total beatdown, right?
0: Yeah, and, and no mercy whatsoever. They want to make sure he doesn't get back up.
1: Yeah, and he is begging for mercy. He's saying, "Please, no disassemble." And if you remember that from the first movie, yeah, it it, it really hit like me, that man. Idea. Yeah, so, uh, oh yeah, it definitely hurt me. Just thinking about it right now it's just like, yeah, it's making me a little sad, but. Uh, you know he, he didn't die, but it's just that scene. It's it's pretty darn brutal, uh, and it is PG, and that's something I uh, I keep forgetting to bring up um, in these reviews. But um, so they they yeah they beat him up badly, and then uh, there, we got Ben and and Fred. They go back to the warehouse, and Fred says he's gonna go find Johnny Five. But then the cops come out from under the tunnel because apparently they they figured out at the bank that the diamonds had been stolen. So the cops go through the tunnel, and then they end up at the warehouse, and uh, they arrest Ben and Sandy.
0: That's, go- that's what you call a bad date.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, they, they go out. Uh, ben disappears. She rescues him. Then they get arrested. So uh, crazy 24 hours for them. But um, Fred finds Johnny Five uh, in the alley, completely beaten, bleeding. Uh, for, you know, Battery acid is uh, running low. And once it uh, runs out, he dies. You know, so we got a bit of a, a, a clock working against us here. And uh, what'd you think about the scene uh, at Radio Shack? You know, um, I was so, like,
0: thanks to the product of power placement, <laughs> our uh, product placement, everything will be okay.
1: Everything will be okay. Uh, as a kid, I, I didn't get this until now uh, for this review. So when. Um, for me, I was you know, as a kid, I never really thought like, oh, how convenient, you know, Fred found him. I never thought that at all. But in this viewing, what I am now learning, which I, I feel like people probably already kind of figured, I'm just too dumb to know, <laughs> is that uh so when Fred found Johnny Five, he was already heading to um Radio Shack. And I, I just I just didn't catch that because when when they uh, when Fred talks to him, Johnny Five is actually writing on the wall with like a like chalk or something, you know, trying to answer because he can't speak um, from being damaged. And then, like, you know, um, he says, "You fix me" or something like that. And then, like, Fred's like, "How?" And then they turn around. There happens to be a sign of Radio Shack. So, growing up, I was just like, "Oh, they, they just happen to be by a sign. How convenient!" But now, like, if, if you uh, upon watching this and watching the framing of Johnny Five when Fred finally finds him. He was already heading that direction, so it's not like he decided, like, okay, well, how are you gonna fix me? Wow, here is a Radio Shack right here. So, um yeah well, why not?
0: Yeah, so I thought I'm, that was a super sweet moment, though, because I mean, Fred had been so frustrated with Johnny the entire time, mm-hmm. and then Johnny, you know, Johnny finally needs help, and Fre- and Fred man's up. He's like, okay, this, I am not, I am not gonna do what the criminals did and totally screw this guy up. I am gonna, I am gonna do what I can here. And and I thought, and you are right, like that scene where he gets the crap beaten out of him uh, when Johnny gets broken. Yeah, that's that's heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. But the only the the only thing that at the heartstrings more than uh, tragedy is the uh you know the recon- reconciliation scene or like the 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 heartbreaking or heartwarming the bitter sweetness that comes afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was definitely a very sweet moment that I thought was done very well, e- yeah. even with the uh, you know oh look. We'll, we'll find everything we need at Radio Shack for the low price of nine ninety nine plus tax.
1: You know? <laughs> well, well, uh, th- to be fair, they're they're stealing everything and uh, they have to yeah, break but, in. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah. but I mean, you to, like see the prices or whatever, even cheaper, right? Um, so during the the fixing of Johnny Five, uh, he finds uh, Johnny Five actually holds a grudge. We find uh, against Oscar because he is pissed off that <laughs> he nearly got beat to death while the two humans, Fred and Ben, just got thrown in a refrigerator. So we do find out like this entire movie, just how badly he is being treated by humans. You know, he tries to go talk to uh, a priest, you know, at a at a church. And uh, while he's in the confession booth, gets kicked out by by this priest just because he's a robot. and The priest thinks that it's some kind of joke. You know, the police officers are giving him a hard time because they were getting reports about this robot. Everyone keeps calling him a droid and all these things. And um, well, what else happened to him? That Some, one
0: truck driver was, like, spe- speaking, like, like, beep, beep, beep.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, just being really mean to him, yeah. Yeah, giving him a hard time. Yeah, so, you know, and so he's just like, yeah, I just about had it. Like, I nearly died, and, like, you two got <laughs> thrown in the fridge. Come on, like, what else can I do? So, uh, yeah, so now he's pissed off at Oscar, and, um, you know, there's a pursuit uh, to chase after Oscar and the, the two thugs. So that's actually, that that goes on for a while. You know, you can mm-hmm. actually a almost cool call chasing, it. A, yeah, you could almost call it a montage. Uh, what do you think of the uh, the whole Tarzan swinging? Yeah, you know, where he grabs Oscar and over the water and stuff.
0: That that was, uh, as far as eighties movies, met, as far as eighties movie magic goes. Uh, that I mean that, that was a, that was a little hard for me to to pull off. But I mean, at the same time, it, it, you know, it was kind of funny. Uh, but I I was I was almost hoping. I know this will sound terrible. I was almost hoping that Johnny would beat the shit out of Oscar and just say, look, this is I'm going to take all all of my anger out on humanity on this one person, because why not? Yeah. But uh, of, of course he doesn't do that.
1: Yeah, I I think he only gets arrested, and we don't even see what happens to him, really. See, so it's like, it, it was really worthless to have him as a villain. Again, no backstory, so we don't even care as him uh, for a bad guy. So, yeah, he clearly deserves it, you know, um, him and those other two guys for, like, uh, uh, beating up Johnny Five. But, um, yeah, it uh, we get the scene where, did, did you think, okay, so after he um, captures Oscar... Everybody shows up, the cops and all that stuff, and his ha- uh, his battery acid happens to be running extremely low to the point where it's completely gone, like mm-hmm. no no more no more power. So uh, Benjamin gets the the CPR pads or what yeah, were they defib. called? Yeah, defibrillator,
0: defibrator, defib What did I, I just think. call
1: it? Defibrillator. De- De- I don't know but yeah i think i think that was it i think yeah we fig- you figured it out uh so he gets that and uses it on him because you know like uh he's alive right so that that's gotta work so the only thing that kind of took me out of that scene is like um he has like no nerves or anything like that so there's no reason his body should be pumping you know as he's charging up those pads
0: well no it's like a it's like uh jumping a car you know like uh with the but car I mean... the car doesn't jump though well, no, not literally, but I mean, we, we gotta, we gotta think. Okay, so, so Johnny's got like a central nervous system of uh, wires and circuits, right? Okay. So, okay, so we have these these electrical paddles. You know, you, you rub them up clear, gives it gives a quick electric shock. Uh, I mean, and Johnny's only been dead for like a minute, right? So, you, you know, kind of like things are still running. It just needed some more power, and okay. so uh, Ben gives him that that quick little jolt he needed to get back up in the game. I mean, I I, I found I found that feasible as far okay. as the ai nuke robot turned friendly toy making thing goes
1: all right that's fair uh, okay yeah. I, I, can, I can see that but yeah i was just kind of like yeah he, he should be heavy and stuff like how is he jolting <laughs> you know but yeah so he finally comes alive but did you think and i know we had this very same scare i guess you can call it in the first movie but did you think that we lost him this time
0: um you know, I nearly said no just because it happened last time. But at the same, at the same time, that that's kind of a lie because, because uh, I, I know there's no short circuit three, mm-hmm. and this is my first time seeing it. I was like, oh d- damn, did they actually kill him off? So uh, for for a split second, yes, I admit I was worried. Yeah. But then, but then the no, this is a happy, fun family movie. They're not going to kill off the cute character.
1: Right. It's PG. Come on. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we get a a flash, well, not a flash forward, but a jump uh, in time here. We don't know how much time has passed, but apparently there's an input incorporated now uh, where I think it's safe to assume that it's run by uh, Fred and Benjamin. Uh, producing these, you know, uh, little robots of Johnny Five. So we don't know exactly what Fred does, but we see him in a nice suit. He's wearing, you know, stun of shades, and he's got the the big '80s uh, uh cell phone, and you know, making all these uh orders and stuff. So he's probably like I don't know, like CEO or something. Uh, and and mm-hmm. Ben's the the owner. I I'm not exactly sure.
0: I bet but, Fred's probably the talker and Ben's the maker.
1: Yeah, like he's the closer. Yeah, he's closing yeah. all the deals and stuff. Okay, so uh, so they they hop into a vehicle and they go over to this uh, citizen um, swearing kind of thing, right? So like uh, immigrants uh, become American citizens, and you know Ben's there getting his citizenship along with Johnny Five, and there's a judge calling out this oath, you know, for people to repeat. And uh, you know, this is kind of sweet because you know we've we've been talking about this, uh, you know, during the whole review that Johnny Five has just been disrespected because he is a machine. No one's taking him seriously, that he's actually a live a live being I, okay. I guess so to speak yeah so um so with this oath and uh becoming an american citizen the judge says that he will have the uh, you know basically the same rights as everyone else and and that's you know special to him and that's all he has ever wanted so it was really nice to see him being recognized uh, as you know uh, a peer of the the humans i guess or something
0: yeah they kind of recognize his humanity which yeah. was a which was sweet oh man and, I, and I guess it was kind of words. what he was aiming for that's in, it in the in the end i i never really i never really thought of it that way i I was more thinking he just wants to be accepted like everyone else but to be accepted like everyone else in a world of humans i guess you want to be accepted for your humanity so okay I, I i i can see how that'd be his end goal
1: yeah and now this i completely forgot too but what did you think about when we see him they made him look like freaking c3po
0: <laughs> you, you know, I didn't. I didn't see a c C three I was kind of sad that they changed the original design because I, I like I like his treads, you know. Okay, he uh, like the gold I, I, look. I, yeah, I I mean I, I I like the I like the grunge, I guess a little bit more. He he, I guess he had to be upgraded somehow because he's a shiny new American citizen. So yeah, I just you feel know, do, do what you got to do.
1: I, I just feel like that that would just bring i mean he's already a robot that's already attention but to be freaking gold you know you know how bad you're gonna stand out and uh I just feel like he's just you know uh, just uh, another group of gangsters are probably gonna beat him up and take his parts and sell that in you know what I mean it's just like uh, i I would have just liked to see him upgraded you know a little bit bulkier you know to 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 be Um, to be a little bit more durable and not easily beaten up by a couple crowbars, you know, it's the $11 million, you know, equipment here.
0: That's a good point. He's a war machine that, yeah, got taken out by a couple of, a couple of thugs. But I mean, that being said he didn't really have, like, did, did he have, has he ever, did he ever like hurt a human or like act in self-defense as far as I can think of? Like he, he mostly, he just ran away when the humans were trying to hurt him.
1: Yeah, he usually um, you know, like uh like uh, traps and things like that like, right? the first movie, you know, the scene at the at the restaurant and he um takes out all those other machines and and uh he's like um you know, even what was that guy's name, Ray, the the boyfriend? Was that his name? Yeah, I think yeah. so. or no,
0: Roy. Roy. Roy, I
1: think it was Roy. The the, the boyfriend with the red baseball cap. But yeah. you know, even him, <laughs> that guy. you know, he shot laser at like his belt and then you know melted his boots or something like that. So you know, he kind of has acted in self defense, but never like har- harming anybody. So yeah, you know, so he
0: just need to upgrade his his self defense a little bit more. Like it, like okay, if so, if someone hits you, it's okay to like you know burn their leg or something. I don't know.
1: Do you think but, all you know, all he needs to do. Is just read a martial arts book.
0: Yeah, there That's you go. go. Go back to the library. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I where...
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and also upgrade the material. Come on, like make it, make it, you know, titanium. Uh, I mean, I don't know, Is titanium strong. I mean, it sounds like it is. Is, is
0: isn't that? uh Yeah, I think so. Because it, wasn't it an Ant Man? Like they they couldn't shrink through titanium because it was so tough or something. I don't know. Yeah, titanium. Oh gosh, got to be
1: tough. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I I would hope so, but um. Do you could you see this movie being brought back like uh, um because I know you have no like ties to this you know growing up or anything so do you think this movie like needs a reboot or like like hey remember Johnny Five like let's do something for the new generation?
0: It definitely does not need a reboot. Okay. That being said, Hollywood, is, I think they've just straight up run out of ideas because they are rebooting everything. Yeah, so I would not be surprised if one day they 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 broke out a more sophisticated CGI Johnny Five.
1: So I mean, you, I I think you mentioned it, but you you saw Chappie. Like how yeah. different? How different is that? Ch- with with a uh, so, short circuit.
0: So Chappie was, it, Chappie is very much like short circuit. Chappie is the story of a robot who is who is made on a factory line, who's whose Indian creator. Huh. Uh, cre- creates artificial intelligence in this one robot, which names him, in names of Chevy. Um, that character was entirely CGI. It wasn't a bad thing. Uh, I mean, it still had all the cuteness, and in, in the visuals and design was great. Um, that being said, I I I mean, I'm a I'm a sucker for practical effects. I, I I loved. I think a great reason a lot of people love J.J. Abrams over George Lucas's Star Wars was because of the use of practical effects over CGI as much as humanly possible in a movie in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, um, I I would personally prefer to see a Johnny five over a Chappie. Okay. That doesn't mean that the two can't be good. That they, that they both can't be enjoyable. I just personally prefer a real live walk and talking. Oh hunk yeah. A, hunk of scrap.
1: There's an organicness to it. You know, it, it yeah. just, it, it looks real. Like I, I believe that's a robot like uh you know if you i haven't seen Chappie, but if it just looks like oh man those movements are way too too nimble and all that stuff like yeah it, it could take you out i guess if it doesn't look like it actually moves like a machine so yeah i could totally see that uh so yeah let's uh let's give this a, a, a rating and such um i don't remember who went first i mean we don't really like just take turns i kind of just usually say oh i'll go first or whatever um go for it okay uh Well, this movie uh, i i like the ideas of it um you know why why is there a sequel well ben you know who is now the lead he uh uh, after his life at nova he's now creating you know robots and he he meets a girl who uh he makes a a deal with you know to to mass produce these robots and you know, who better to help him with this in a short amount of time? Well, Johnny Five. So, uh, you know, that uh, it was a good idea. We talked about it. Oscar's not a very strong villain. We don't know nothing about him. There's nothing uh, menacing about him. I mean, he's a banker, you know, for God's sake. So, uh, yeah, he's he's not a very strong villain at all. I don't really remember what I gave the first movie. I almost... Yeah, me either. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost want to say a four. Uh, this one had... Um, you know, I had some nostalgia for me. Uh, it, it made me... Obviously, I still care about this character, Johnny Five, because I did get really glassy-eyed when he was getting beat. You know, I just, like, it, it was... It made me feel helpless. You know, but I can't do anything. That's my buddy right there, Johnny Five. I grew up with this guy. You know, uh, you know, some of the parts, they, they don't quite hold up, but I do appreciate the, the practical effects. I mean, you said it. He did look a little bit cheaper than the first movie, uh, as far as, like, you know, his... the the way he looked like some of the metals looked a little bit cheaper and maybe uh maybe it was more plastic this time around kind of thing but um i'm surprised that this movie was 1988 it i I, it actually looks kind of early 90s you know and i I don't know if that's because we spend a lot of time like out outside of new york and i'm not from new york but because we don't see that much technology you you can't really tell it's in the 80s right so we saw like a calculator and what that's and a Um, a cell phone so not too many things kind of date this so that was kind of nice also i mean we don't even really see computer screens we saw like one but that was like like a blueprint kind of thing for the tunnel but um i I don't i don't know if i go back and watch this anytime soon i still think the first movie is better than this one but i still did enjoy this one um this time around so i think i'm gonna go fair on this movie and give it like a like a three and a
0: half I was actually going to give it the exact same thing. I, okay. I enjoyed the, the first movie better as well, but I thought this one did a better job of exploring Johnny five's attitude and humanity. Mm. Uh, whereas the first one was kind of more focused on, uh, we, we have a rogue robot. Let's hunt him down. And Oh, look, he's, he can do cute things. But this one kind of took a deeper look into the kind of like psychology of Johnny. So I thought that was definitely great. That being said, yeah the the villains now the there was no real motivation for plot advancement just like oh ben needs help making toys and uh oh he's got a girlfriend too now so
1: so what do you think um what are your thoughts between uh, steve gutenberg in the first movie and michael mckean in the second movie Because clearly they're not the same guy, two different, completely different uh, characters. One was his creator, but Steve Guttenberg kind of plays himself in a a lot of these roles. But Michael McKean, you know, it was kind of a very interesting thing to have him be a swindler, you know, just a a con artist um, that ultimately, you know, has a story arc where he changes him and kind of becomes a good guy. He's still greedy. But, you know, at the end of the movie, but, you know, he uh, he changes his mind about Johnny Five. So what do you you think about the contrast in those two characters?
0: Um, As far as which one I enjoyed more, I'd probably I'd probably say I'd probably say Gutenberg. Gutenberg had had a lot more moments in my charm,
1: maybe a little bit more charm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Gravitas to his performance. OK. And also, like, I've got I've got my own personal vendetta against against uh, McKean. Because okay. of the Better Call Saul, uh, but, um, <laughs> but that being said, I, I've been saying that being said a lot tonight. Um, but uh, Michael McKean does have better be, better character growth. Like you know, we see him as this this swindler, and he evolves into someone who actually cares for Johnny and Ben, and even become even becomes this big businessman in, in cahoots with them. So I thought that was definitely a, a lot, there was a lot more characterization in in Short Circuit Two, and I and I really appreciate that. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But as 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 far overall, I enjoy Gutenberg more. But I think McKean had a better better growth.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, so it would it, be hard to, uh, for me to pick like who do I like better because they're both good in their own parts. So um, but yeah, okay. you know, follow me on uh, HLF podcast on Twitter. Uh, I also got an Instagram account. You know, I I will uh, always tweet out my episodes, obviously. Uh, Give us a like on Facebook. You know, um, I haven't had a new like on there for a while, but I post every new episode I'm on, even guest appearances on there as well. Um, Mason, where can they find you Uh, on Internet, social media, if uh, you choose to have that interaction? Um, and actually check out our uh, site, followingfilms.com, you know, where you can find my other show uh, that I host with Michael Dennison from War Machine vs. War Horse. That show is called Original Remake, where we take an original, well, we review an original movie and its remake and tell you... Uh, which is the better one and which one to watch. Um, and also you can find other uh, great movie review podcasts such as Pop Culture Case Study with my good buddy Dave. And Hiro and Barry host the True Bromance Film Podcast. So check that out.
0: If you want to follow the show, you can be sure to check us out on Twitter at Real Reviews uh, at R-E-E-L-D-U-D-E-R-E-V-I-E-W-S. Uh, the site itself, RealDudeReviews.com. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Reviews. We got all of our... Uh, all of our news up there we interact with all of our all of our interactors we sh- we'd love to have people on the show if you want to you know guest write for us if you have an opinion you want to share with us we love that we we love the community so be sure to check us out and we'll be sure to check you out
1: Yep, and uh, check out the uh, show notes uh, for easier access to get to all those links and, and contacts for, for the two of us. So uh, thanks, Mason, again for coming on. And obviously you'll be uh, on uh, more often, so now listeners can get to uh, know a little bit more about you. So um, until the next episode, I'm Peter. And I'm Mason. And this is Hydrate Level 4. Where have all the good men gone and away where-